Hello and welcome to the Free Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their genes be professional footballers dashed away as children when we all discovered food have their say on the Premier League. It is the transfer deadline day roundup or transfer roundup, whatever you want to call it. We have a stacked podcast, as we always do. It seems Coach always does his job right. Ever Prince Coach Coach, how are you doing, sir? I'm feeling good, man. How are you doing? <clears throat> Not too bad. It's nice that you're wearing a shirt this time. It's, it's very. It's, I'm very can, happy can you, with that. Can you leave me in my room alone? Yeah. No, I won't leave you. Leave no. you what did that? What did that call me? OnlyFans Kojo. That's that's OnlyFans Kojo. <laughs> Respect that name. Respect OnlyFans Kojo. Mister Darren T. Back again. How you doing, man? Yep, I am well, thank you. Thanks for having me on once again. It's been a hot minute. Has been indeed another hot minute. Stanley joins us, I think, for the second time, or maybe third. I'm not, I think second. Um, I think it's like the third or fourth time. Oh, third, all right, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been to the house like, tw- yeah, twice. Yep, yep, yep. So, this yeah. is the third time. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Blessed. Excellent. And the honorary member of Freeman Phil Basil joins us again. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm, I'm just upset that the international break is over because <laughs> we know we got a breather in it. We got a breather. For, for we got a little breather in because <laughs> we were getting panned left, right, and center oh, before it came. So, yeah. So, in terms of uh, fans, it's 2 2 1. So, two United, two Arsenal, one Tottenham. Sad to say, there is a Tottenham fan in the building. Um, but I say we start with Manchester United, no? Or should we slow? Let's start, let's take it back. Let's start with the team that's on top of the table. Let's start with Tottenham, Mr. Darren T. How was your how was, how did you how did your uh, transfer window fare? How how do you see it? Wait, wait, before wait, okay, well, just before we start, um, Darren, are you gonna make the same prediction that you made last season? Oh, <laughs> man started already, you know. No, I am not. <laughs> no, I am not. Do you he's calmed down, I, he's he's learned from his mistakes. I thought I'd sailed off into the sunset and gotten away with that, but um, it looks like he's wearing his ugly head again today. Um, however, I hold my hands up. I said what I said. I always stand by what I said. I was gassed last year and I don't care. This is even business. But this season, I had no expectations. I will say this. I had no expectations. None. Um, after December, because I said what I said in November, like, and then Mourinho must have heard and then just totally crashed our show, like, from December right down. When he got sacked, you got Ryan Mason in, waiting for a new manager. I just thought, I got no expectations. I didn't know who was coming in. Um, when Conte came, when when the Conte news came in, right, I was gassed. That was when I was like, oh my gosh, we could be on the verge of something big here. Then that crashed and I wanted to cry. I'm not actually going to lie. I almost had a tear in my eye because we didn't get Conte. I wanted him so badly. I wanted him for years at Tottenham. And um, and you know what? I just detached myself from Tottenham for like the whole of the Euros, the whole of the Euros until like the end summer transfer window. Uh, Nuno came in. I didn't really want him at the beginning, but to be honest with you, I kind of I'm back. I, I I said get behind him and I back him and I quite like him now. To be honest with you, because I think he really, really, you know, he he really ha- he's got a work ethic and he wants to work for this club and he wants to do great things with this club. And at the end of the day, you can't argue about that. You know, we're a work in progress. We still need to build uh, transfer window-wise. Paratici's done some good work. Um, You know, promising youngsters, Galini, Brian Gill. Romero's quite the coup from what I'm hearing. I don't really... I haven't watched Spanish football for a minute, so like... Or Italian football. Um, So Romero seems to be quite the coup. Um, 
I just think we missed the trick with another striker without um without buying another striker. And um I'd like to have seen an, a really creative mid because we've never really replaced Christian Eriksen. Mm. Um but yeah. I think I think you know what we'll have? I think it's just um you can Rome wasn't built in a day, so you can only do so much. The transfers are complicated and they're very, very long and drawn out. And to get the work done that they got done wasn't too bad, in my opinion. Um, that sounded like some OnlyFans jingle. Is that your OnlyFans jingle, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> coach got a new subscriber in. That's, that's <laughs> ah, but um, yeah. So so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the worst transfer window. Um, I'm not mad because I think there's still there's still work to do and they know it. So as long as that's happening. Um, I really haven't had, I, like I said, I've got no expectations for the season. I'd like to finish in a European spot. I'd like to, we got to go for that um, Europa Conference League. That's there for the taking as far as I'm concerned. Right? I wait, don't know why you're you, laughing. Wait, quick right? question. I know, I know nothing about, what do you gain from winning the Europa Conference League? Like, what is nothing. the benefit of it? Nothing. Uh, nothing, no. No, it's just a Europa, by the way, big run, whoever you are, you're a pagan. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, don't, let's not let's not do this here. If you are for the niceties, yeah, it's not that today. It's not that today. I'm here for the war. If you want it, you can get it. But anyway, so um, yeah, you do. But do you know what it is? It's it's just we need to instill that winning mentality in our club. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. And it's another European trophy, another recognized. Uh, UEFA European Trophy, which puts us one more European Trophy above Arsenal, and I'll take it all day long. Yes, it'll it put does. You one, it'll, it will put you one above us. We we won the uh, prelude to the Europa League, so it's, oh no, the UEFA, UEFA Cup. So don't, doesn't matter, innit? We, 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 we got the same amount of championship uh, European trophies as you do. Don't worry about it. No, no, we're we're one we're one above, if not two. Big man, check uh, check FM in it. FM doesn't lie. It's, when it comes to uh, trophies, I've checked. It says what, when next to Arsenal, it says yeah. one European, uh, <laughs> Europe, yeah, Europe, European Cup. That's what it one says. at least two. Okay, okay, at then. least two. All right, so we're above you in Europe. So please don't talk the Europe talk to me, please, please. All right, that's fine. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the final, by the way. How many goals have you has Tottenham scored in Champions League final? Oh, uh, what and what one less than you? I suppose. <laughs> there we go. We play. We played a better Barcelona team as well, but it is what it is. Anyway, let's get let's get let's get focused. See, the Big Ron stole stole the joke. Uh, you you did say Rome was built in a day, but, when but uh, <laughs> when when was Tottenham ever built? When 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 did construction begin? Because it, it, has, it hasn't happened. Um, but let's get focused back onto the, the transfer window. Uh, as you mentioned, Brian Hill, Emerson Royale, Pepe Sarr, Per Luigi Golini as a goalkeeper. If his name is Luigi, got any sort of Luigi in it, he's going to be good. Um, Christian Romero as well, all bought in. Um, Alfie Whiteman, is that alone out? Out, alone out. Alone out, alone out, out. Okay, so out is Whiteman, Ryan Sessignon on loan, Joe, uh, Yuan Foyf, and Gazaniga. Um, not bad. It's very similar to Arsenal's in terms of building for the future. Apart, f- uh, so apart from uh, Golini, everybody who bought was under twenty-three years of age. Uh, but Golini is a goalkeeper at twenty-six as well. I imagine he's going to be backup. Oh, and then the only outs. Not Toby went. Um, 
Toby went. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alderweireld, yeah, and yeah. Alderweireld, and I had a list, you know. And I oh, sorry, Alderweireld, Sissoko, yeah. Joe Hart, yeah. Danny. Uh, there's a lot of players. Uh, yeah. Lamella, Serge Aurier, uh, Gareth Bell went back. Um, Vinicius went back. Vinicius was 26. Yikes. Okay. Um, and Pepe Sarr went. Vinicius the striker. Vinicius the striker from PSV. Oh, oh, I thought he was young. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah, he was young. To be honest with you. Yeah, this, this um, he's finished. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Tottenham done well in the transfer market. If I'm being yeah, honest. let's go. Let's go for that. Why, why'd you say that? And, and the reason why I say it is because obviously com, not comparing them to the other London club. I think what they've done is that they've they've identified the areas that needed strengthening and strengthen. Obviously, a lot of its potential. But I think what they've done is they started off and realized we need another centre back. We need another right back. Let's go and get that. Um, we need another sort of creative wide man who can also operate as a ten. They brought that in Gill. Obviously, it's still a working process. Um, I think the only disappointing thing, as Darren mentioned, is that they didn't get a striker. But then I think they've done well in terms of offloading a few players. Um, but I think they've identified this is the areas where we need to <laughs> and they've gone out and bought there. So I think what they've done is that they've understood their priorities and gone out to rectify that. Obviously, they don't really see buying a, a backup striker to Kane as a priority, which is a bit surprising. But I guess for them, it's just, you know, Put our eggs in in Kane being fit all season and worry about the other areas. And I think similar to what Darren is saying, I think they're just taking it bit by bit in phases. So I think this summer transfer, they made a few signings. Hopefully they gel well together, and then maybe come next season or come the next summer transfer, they may start to identify the other areas. Maybe buy another striker, and maybe other areas in midfield. <coughs> I guess for them, they're probably just working within whatever budget that they have. And he decided within our budget, this is what we're going to buy this season, and then maybe next season um, we can do better. I think um, bringing in um, the, that, the new technical director, he seems to know what he's doing um, just by you know who he's brought in and the way he's negotiating those deals. Mm. And like I said, it's about having the right man in place, not bringing in interns such as Edu, who has no clue what he's doing. Uh, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 just focus on Tottenham, please. I think Tottenham will challenge maybe for a top four. They may, looking at how the, the teams such as United, Chelsea, City and Liverpool have started, they may probably just finish around fifth or sixth, only because obviously those teams have a bit more experience. Um, but I think, you know, they're, they're building for the future. And it looks like they're heading in the right direction as, as much as it pains me to say it. Uh, it's clear direction and focus um, at last. Um, long may it continue. Um, I think I like what Paratici, like, like Basil said, I like what Paratici is doing. I say the one thing that upset me in the transfer window is that we missed out on the Dharma Traore. Mm. So for all of you that flog me on Twitter about this guy, right, I don't care. This guy will come <laughs> to Tottenham and get to work. Right, I want him at my club. I don't care what anybody has to say. Right, he's at Wolves. He's he's, sorry, he's sorry, creating sorry. loads of chances. Yeah? Sorry, bro. sorry, Stanley, watch your face. I can see that face. What's the difference between what you would get from him and what you've got from Mora? Because um, you know, Mora, Mora can Adara gets Adama gets in behind a lot more than Mora. He does. He's not. He's not a headless chicken like um, Mora. He doesn't run in. He, he. He. He's. He's. He's so difficult. Have you seen the way? Do you see the way he cooked us the other day? And he cooked United as well. He, and what was the scores in those games? 
<laughs> yeah, but that's the but that's the thing is <laughs> it's not, not it's not it's not it's not his fault that <laughs> sorry. I mean, if his final third, uh, if his product today, sorry, Dan, can I can I ask you a question? Um, last season, right? Um, how many goals did Charo score? I think he got one or two. <laughs> oh. No, no, hear me, hear me, hear me out, hear me out. No, 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 hear me out, hear me no, out. Yeah, keep keep your eyes, keep your eyes, you know what I mean? Right? <laughs> At the end of the day, right, who is he supplying? Who is he supplying if he goes to Spurs? Kane, he's supplying okay. Son, he's supplying Delhi, who gets goals, right? Yes, he needs to get more goals, but at the same time, right, he can work with players like Kane and he can work with players like Son, improve his finishing, and he can supply. He can supply. I'm telling you, like he he will cause problems. He causes problems <coughs> already. How right? much? How much would they have paid for him though? Because they said they wanted 50 million, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, ludicrous. So how much? Yeah, 50 million. Have, of course, word of mouth in it. It depends. It depends on when. It, it, the thing is, it's it's obviously. I don't know what how long his contract is for. That's why they're gonna charge. That's why they're gonna look 50 mil. Right? I wouldn't go for more than 30, 35. For him, I take I'd go 30 35. I won't be mad about that. The problem is, yeah, with Traoré, yeah, is I believe from the halfway line up until the opposite outside the opposition's box, he's a problem. Mm. After that, it's all a guess because the guy doesn't know what he's doing. I've seen this guy in games where he just bare tricks, bare tricks, bare tricks, and then just doesn't do nothing. Like, so I, I, I get what you're saying in terms of the potential, but. In terms of what he's actually doing, I can't see him doing anything. How often can we use the word potential for Adama Traore now? I mean, I feel like we've been saying potential for like the past what's it, five, six oh, years. Agreed. He's got, he's, got, agree. he's got to be 24. Yeah, I mean, he's, like 24 he's been around for a long while. But until I, and I agree with you, Stanley, with uh, when it gets to the final uh, third, when it gets to the opposition box, he, it doesn't come down to if he had someone to supply. His final ball just isn't good enough. So if the final ball isn't good enough, he's not going to supply anybody. So that's what he needs to work on. And if he, and if he, came, to, and if he came to Spurs under the coach of Nuno Spirit Santa, where he's spent the last past three years, is is he going to improve him? Considering that in the past three years he hasn't done. He had one. He had one season where he looked. He looked on fire. I think he scored like maybe eight goals, and that's decent for a tie at, at Wolves as well. But is eight goals good enough for, for Spurs? I don't think it's going to be. Well, we had Lamella for goodness knows how long we managed what. True, what, but do you want to replace Lamella with a Dama Lucas, the thing Spanish is, Lucas Mora is okay, but Lucas Mora isn't hasn't got. He needs more sort of footballing, more of a footballing brain. He needs to know when to release it. Yes, he banged the hat trick and he's legendary at Tottenham. Let's be real; he's he's always he's going to go down in folklore at Spurs. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Man, I'm sorry, that's not good. That's not it? But it's, it's at the same time, like he hasn't done enough <coughs> for a player of his ability. We, yeah. when we're on the counter attack, when Tottenham on the counter attack, especially last season when we were under Mourinho, our counter attacking is slow. Our build up is slow. I've mm. always said we need that injection of pace down down the flanks, right? I, you, if you're noticing, Stephen Bergwijn is getting down the flank and he's getting the, he's, he's he's improving, yeah. right? He's getting he's, he's He's, he's quicking the pace. He's not so top heavy. He's looking leaner. He's looking sharper. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we need that bolt down both flanks. And I, I, I just think I've always been a, I wouldn't say an Adama fan. I wouldn't say that. Yes, he does need to improve his, his output. But at the same time, you know, it's a man who hasn't even reached his physical peak. He can get, he can get better. He can get better and he will be with better 
finishers because he has to, he has put things on a plate for the likes of Jimenez and what's the little you um that well, Fabio Silva Fabio and Silva yeah. such likes and they fluffed them not only him but Wolves in general don't aren't taking their chances so for people who are taking for players who are taking their chances I think he'll he'll improve us I do believe he'll improve us I really do. One uh, final question on the on the on Spurs, then we must move on. Uh, Harry Kane was obviously the transfer saga that dominated Spurs' uh, transfer window, mostly the British transfer window as well. Would he go? Would he? He decided to stay. Um, one, are you happy that he stayed, keeping an unhappy player? Because it's clear that he is unhappy at Spurs now. You, despite all 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 the talk, all the all the PR that comes out after it, you know he's unhappy. You know he wants to move. Um, or is the is a is a one is the one fifty? Potential better, but it won't be 150 anymore. But it'd be like 120, which still isn't bad. Right at the end of the day, there's there's a few factors here. Number one, you signed a six-year deal, right? Mm. You mm. shouldn't have done that. That was your. You should flog your agent, whether it's your brother or whoever was before your brother. That's who you should be flogging. Father and his brother, wasn't it? Yeah, well, flog them in it. That's not our <laughs> fault. That's not Tottenham's fault. It ain't Daniel Levy's fault. You signed mm. the six-year deal. If you knew, if you wanted to be ambitious. And move on to a bigger club, which you should have known that's what was going to happen at some point in your career. Then you should have signed it like a three year, mm. even a four. You might have got squeezed out of a four, but not a six. I'd say three tops, actually, not even a four. Three, you should have just signed a three year and done right. But you signed a six year deal, and that's what that's what's that's what's happened to you. So you can't be mad because you put that you put your signature in that on that contract. Um. Number two, Man City didn't offer enough money. So, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I, but here's the thing. I think he'll still be there come the season after. I think he's not leaving until he has one more year left in his contract. We know mm-hmm. how Daniel operates. Mm. He's just going to say, come next season if someone comes in for him, which will be highly unlikely in my opinion, because I think by then other, play, other players will become available. He's just going to say, well... I'm just going to ride it out. You can leave the season after where, when, when I'm forced to sell, to sell you because I don't want to lose the money. Like, Daniel Levy, like, to change this guy's mind, unless you're going to offer the money he wants, you're not changing his mind. All you have to do is read Sir Alex Ferguson's book to see what he says about Daniel Levy and how yeah. difficult Daniel Levy is as a character when dealing with, when dealing with transfers. So I, I'm not, I don't know what people are thinking or why people thought um, he was going to change his mind. I mean, all the pundits were all like, doing their best advertisement to get Kane out of the club. I'm not like, forgetting who's, who runs that club and who, who's in charge of who goes and who doesn't. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it is what it is, man. But, it is what it is. Yeah. But I would say this. I think Kane definitely must be pissed because he's looking around and he's seen like all these guys make their moves, like the Ronaldos, the Messis, the Lukaku's, the, the Sancho's. He's looking around and he's seen all of these guys make their moves. So all these clubs are trying to be ambitious. And he's just thinking, you know, I wish that was me. <laughs> you no, definitely must be away. And That's even a... to add to that, I, I feel like it's just the pace, the pace at which these deals got done mm. must have spun Kane a million times over because it's like one moment you're dead, next moment you're here, and that's it, game over. It's like, the question is, did they sign six year deals? The answer is <laughs> that's no. True. Nah, nah. The answer is it's no. A life it's a life lesson. <laughs> bro. Why are you signing yeah. a six year deal for? It's a life lesson. Yeah. Next time you sign something, yeah. you think very, very. Harry, important. just start. If you're listening, if you're listening out there, Harry, I'll be your agent. If you, if you, do you understand? <laughs> I'll get things done for you. You get what I'm saying? So I'm just gonna throw that out there, Harry. 
Real nah, but you're gonna keep you're gonna keep him there though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Business is business at the end of the day. <laughs> How can you have an agent whose loyalty is like with the club you're trying agent to leave? Right? Agents' fees. Sorry. <laughs> hey, mate. Business is business, mate. But at All the end right. of the day, he signed a six-year deal and done. So boy. Yeah, true. Fair enough, fair enough. We must move on now to. I feel like the the, the tasty the tasty uh, discussion will be awesome. So we let go to Manchester United now. Um, obviously, in terms of names, probably the biggest uh, in uh, in uh, in England, Jaden Sancho, Rafa Varane. Obviously, there's a, there's a certain Portuguese player I'm missing. I, I can't remember his name though. Coach, you you, you know who that is? Um, yeah, Bebe. <laughs> Bebe. Fair enough. Um, how, how how do you think Bebe's going to do this season? Uh, you know, it's a comeback. He did well at Real Valcano. Um Got the number 77 shirt, so I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, we didn't see him on the, on when we first signed him, but we're certainly in La Liga now. So, good player. I'm excited, you know. Uh, competition with Lingard on the right side. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him in the main night shirt. Oh, my God. Um, obviously, we're talking did you guys, did you guys? Did you guys actually watch him this time? <laughs> yeah, I watched him the first time. I didn't know what the hell I was watching. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay, obviously, uh, the player that we are talking about is Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm trying to get all the transfers up. He's not coming, not showing up. Here we go. Top arrivals, Varane. Oh, Tom Heaton came on a free transfer as well. But you've also got out yeah, some players. Uh, Daniel James has left. Uh, Brandon Williams has left on a loan, as well as Tuan Zabi. Um Andres Pereira and Pelestri. I don't know who that is. Oh, the Uruguayan kid. Mm. So that's yeah, not a bad window, is it? I mean, what 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 did you expect? Did you expect CR seven to ever come back to Manchester United? No, no, <laughs> hell no. Um, that that one came out of the blue because uh, n- not in any window that I think that Ronaldo will come back to Man United. I mean, over the years, I always heard these rumors here and there, but. You knew it was never ever going to be um, taking place. Um, the closest we ever came to a Ronaldo deal was when Sachs Ferguson was leaving, and um, a certain Scotsman that he comes from the same country from effed up. So, other than that, um, it's been a long time, but now he's back. Look, we have to be we have to be happy with it. Number one, he's still a winner. Number one, he's number two, he's still a great goal scorer. Number three, his mentality is still the highest. Number four, he still has that hunger to win, the same hunger that he had when he was younger in the game. So. Um, you cannot be upset or even annoyed with this deal. I understand United fans will talk about midfielders. Trust me, we still need to improve that central midfield area because there's certain disaster classes in that midfield. But the guy is just when when Ronaldo's available, you don't you don't not take a chance. That don't make sense. And especially because we've now signed him for the same fee we signed him from Sporting Lisbon. It's literally the same amount of money we spent for him. Is it? That's crazy. So, so we've essentially still kind of made a profit for the money we made at Real Madrid. And we were paying this off in five years. So we're not, we haven't paid everything up top. Juventus are getting like 2.5 million in a year. We've mugged them off, essentially, you know, because they're, they're that much in tatters and that financial side of it. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy with him, man. He's, he's home. He got the number seven. Because what other number was he going to wear? So, um, yeah. You bullied Cavani to take off, off the shirt. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Cavani, not, yeah, not, not, a, not a great start to your uh, Manchester United career. So Cavani, uh, back Cavani, again. And you're Cavani bullying the, said, your, um, your top striker. Come on now. He said, um, oh, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to give it to this guy. And I'm like, you're trying. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that. 
don't do that. You, you know you want that shirt. Don't come and do that. But regardless, it's a good move, good transfer. I'm happy, man. So he better start against Newcastle. He won't because um, Ole is at the... Um, um, I don't want to finish it, Stanley. I ain't finishing it. <laughs> that guy, man. Um, that guy, that guy, that guy is your manager for, for the foreseeable future. Look, and you, know you cannot complain about the transfer window. Rafa Varane, Jaden Sancho, oh, yeah, no, no. wonderful, for, no? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm 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 more happy with the outgoings because the people that you mentioned had to go, even if it was on loan, they're at the club and um yeah, good riddance, don't come back. Um maybe maybe Brandon Williams, but he that boy falls over too much, man. Did, did you see his performance for Norwich? Uh, uh, oh, right. shambolic! Like, I, Bro, honestly, find a, home, find a home there. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just chill over there. But um, yeah, I was happy with the outgoings. Um, obviously the incomings. We needed a defender. We got that. Needed the right winger. Got that. Needed a CDM. Didn't get that. I still think personally, Donny can play in that position better than Fred, because that guy Fred. <laughs> So yeah, like that's, that's basically what it is for me. I'm I'm happy. I'm okay. Um, what what can you say? The the boy is home. Do you know what I mean? And that's the main thing for me. I I was screaming and shouting at the beginning of the day when I was hearing Man City, Man City, Man City. I was like, this guy can't go to Man City. This is this is impossible. And then by the afternoon, the crying tears of joy, man. I cried. I cried. But you know, hey. If if you get an opportunity to get Ronaldo back, you go and get him, and that's what we did. So I'm happy with that man. Can't, can't Man, man City basically bamboozled you guys into into signing Ronaldo. But it's okay. We we oh, yeah, I, okay. I, I, yeah, I like, yeah. don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I don't let's mind. be honest. Sentiment is just taking over. <laughs> because you guys you guys don't really need him to be honest. I'm not too because I think he'll get goals. I'll say this. I think. He'll get goals, but you have to look at also his time at Juve. His, his performances, and, and that's the reason why a lot of Juve fans were happy that he was gone. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what you get with Ronaldo, because it's true, he did actually hinder Juventus um, a lot. In no, no, if you look at, no, if you actually watch, if you actually watch the games in terms of from a tactical perspective and what the man, because obviously they, they, were, they were forced to play him because of the type of character he is. He's not the type of person who, who's going to be rotated. He's not going to the type of person who's going to sit on the bench because you know the type of character he is and, you know, what type of personality you're going to get from him when he's unhappy. And I watch certain um, Juventus games, and I'm like, he's kind of a hindrance because from a tactical setup, they can't set up in the manner that they want to, which can make you a bit effective because of his style of play in terms of his movement, in terms of the way he presses with the rest of the players. I'm not saying he's a wonderful player, He's, he's still a wonderful player for his age and actually was Juve's more, most, most productive player. But sometimes in certain games, maybe where they needed to pivot and change, he was kind of that hindrance because, like I said, he, he doesn't have the legs in him to do some of the things that maybe a manager would have required for Juve to change things. And I, I question whether that could still be the same case for United just because of no. the manager you have. That's the I, thing. That, that's my worry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. The only hindrance would be that man that's in charge of us, yeah? However, well, he's not in charge of me. But um, in, terms of, in terms of the players that we have, I think yeah. this is perfect for Ronaldo. Like, he ain't got to run much. We've got runners. We've got people that can that can get him the ball. All he has to do is just little short bursts of, of sprints, like here, there, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
at Juventus, it's different, different style of play, mm. uh, different set of players, the whole lot. But <clears> I think <throat> it's going to work for him. It's going to work for him. But it all comes down to that guy that's in charge of Man United Football Club. What does he do? Like, how does he incorporate Ronaldo into the system? Like, how does he get the best out of Ronaldo? Like, that's that for me is what scares me because if Ronaldo has a dead season, it's not going to be because of Ronaldo, in my opinion. It's going to be because of that guy that's in charge of us. Do you know, do you know what is? Sorry, sorry, Basil. Yeah, no, go, go. Yeah, go the thing about Juventus for me is the reason why I disagree so strongly with Juventus fans is because if you look at the overall self of that team and where they've made transfers in the last couple of years, They've gone. They've literally unbalanced their team year by year. They signed. The, they signed the same type of midfielder. They haven't got natural wingers. So the will be in the middle. The next he'll be on the left or the right. Then he's, mm-hmm. he's um, central attacking midfielder. Then he's here there. So they have no sort of real structure. That's where Pirlo struggled. Obviously, he's an experience mm-hmm. as a manager, isn't it? So they're going to struggle with his management anyway. But there was no real balance to that team. So apart from the back line, where Quadrado is now uh, a wing-back, apparently, or full-back, whatever. Yeah, it's a wing-back now. They, yeah, yeah, formation they play. Apart from that, going forward, you can't play a midfield of Rabiot, Bentancur and um, Aaron Ramsey. That's that, that's just going to clash in so many different ways because that's three of the same players. And it's kind of... Ronaldo, at times, he, I'm not going to um, let him shy away from me. He actually he's shockers. He had his shockers. And oh, yeah. That was um, due to tactical stuff as well. So I do agree with that. But more of the Juventus problem and the reason why they can't really get to him and it's the reason why they also lost to Empoli despite bringing back their most successful manager in recent years in Allegri is because that team is still very, very unbalanced and that team still hasn't got a system that works for the players they've got at hand. So that's where my worries to Juventus is. Now, when it comes to United and Ronaldo, I still do I still do worry because wait, we, we don't really... Um, Another subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't um somebody don't, turn the notifications off please, please. <laughs> we don't really create the clearest of chances for our strikers but at the same time the only reason why someone like Cavani gets chances is because he's the one that runs in all the time Ronaldo is hungry for goals so there'll be no reason number one for Ole to play yeah. Pogba deep. if he plays Pogba deep again I'm gonna slap him number two well, you've got you've got your because you've got if you play Pogba, Bruno, Sancho behind Cristiano Ronaldo, that's creation galore for someone that's hungry for goals. You can play on the ground, you can play in the air, you can do whatever you want. This ain't Tony Martial, this is Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is real game here, so we have no excuse not to create for him because if we're real, United can make the right balance in that midfield. It's just certain men don't want to play certain men on the pitch. In their positions when they should. Yeah, because because I, I I don't I don't want to see Pogba on the left anymore now that Ronaldo is here. I don't want to see that man. Like, I don't want to see that. Like if if you want to get the best out of Ronaldo, yeah, if you want to see him score goals and and as a Man United fan, I want to see Pogba in the middle, like doing his thing with Bruno and then having I don't know Scott McTominay or or Donny Van der Beek, like whatever. Do you know what I mean? I I I th- this whole like putting Fred in the middle and then pushing Pogba to the left. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see that again. Like, I want to see it every week. No, <laughs> of, course, of course you want to see it. Every week. <laughs> that is painful. Do you know what I mean? Like, like okay, cool. Pogba had four assists first game of the season. Great. But that just, it's just masking everything because you did it again against Southampton and look what happened. We had nothing in the midfield, in the centre. Pogba's out on the left. He can't come in because then, like, like what Mike's saying, the balance is, is all over the place. So, 
I, I really do think that we, when Rashford comes back, you just put Rashford on the left, you have Sancho on the right, and then you have Pogba and Scott in the middle, and then you have Bruno's number 10, and then Cavani or Ronaldo up front. Sorted. That's it. Uh, sorry, can I just say something very quickly? Um, the the reason why Man United did sign Ronaldo is for commercial value. Commercial value. I guarantee that your social media following has gone up exponentially since you signed yeah. him. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. I guarantee that the, the sponsorships, the, the commercial partnerships will be through the roof. And this is a this is this is the Glazers, this is the Glazers you have to thank for that. So you should be thanking the Glazers for that because they knew what they, they knew they sanctioned that deal immediately because they knew what it's gonna bring to that club money-wise. Like it's not like you're not it's not like you ain't got dough already, but to have a Ronaldo coming back, do you know what I mean? It's just it's just it's just it's it's just purely like it's great for the sentiment, it's great for the nostalgia, and it's great for the morale of the team and the morale of the fans in general. Um, so it's in all in all, it's a good signing for those things on the pitch. He will score goals, but I actually with Basil a little bit. I don't. I wonder if he's going to hinder you a little bit because he, because of the person he is, because of the character. You know, he's going to want to take the penalties. He probably take penalty duties from Bruno now, right? Because Bruno's his little man, straight. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's going to take yeah, penalty that, duties from Bruno. He's going to. Do you understand? Like Cavani may not get in as much. Free huh? kicks, like Ole has to stamp his mark on that, man. Honestly, someone has to stamp He ain't going to do that, man. He's he not. It's Ronaldo. No, someone has to, man. Honestly, if I was a manager, I'm saying, mate, I'm sorry. Go watch your videos and look at your conversion rate. You're not taking no more free kicks. <laughs> Ole's not going to be... Ole can't chat to Ronaldo. Ole cannot chat to Ronaldo. Only Fergie. Only Fergie's going to be able to get through to Ronaldo. Ole's just... Ole, all Ole is, yeah, he's just like, 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 what, mini-me, Fergie, mini-me. He's a mannequin. Yeah, so he's just he's he's not going to be able to say that. He hasn't got the I don't think he's got the authority to say that. That <laughs> to Ronaldo, that's a fact. Right? Yeah. So he's going to just do what uh he's just going to Ronaldo's going to do what Ronaldo's going to do. What you've got to be careful of is if it affects the morale of other players around him because you've got other big personalities like Pogba, Cavani, you oh, know, yeah. even uh, well, I mean, yeah. Cavani's been small boyed already, so I don't think Cavani's yeah, got any. Yeah, 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 true that actually, true, true. But you've got, you know, as Ronaldo and Pogba is is an interesting one for me. How they're going to get along? They're either going to get along like a house on fire, or there's going to be a little bit of niggle there. But um, it's just I don't know. It's just something we'll yeah, see. Something I, I think see. Pogba and Ronaldo will be cool, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. See, I feel like a lot of uh, this. Uh, Imagine tension is, is very much media driven. Every every time that somebody of a uh, big nature comes into into Manchester United or, or plays with Paul Pogba, but I'm not saying boys. Like, look not at look at. I think the, the closest example of uh, of what could have been imagined tensions was when Zlatan came. But Zlatan and Pogba got on a like a house on fire. Maybe not Zlatan and Lukaku. Lukaku That's a different story yeah, for a different yeah. day. But but Pogba and I think Pogba's calm with everybody. So I think I don't think he'll he'll. But the thing is, it's not, it's not, it's not even Pogba I'm, it's not even Pogba that I'm concerned about. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's Ronaldo because he's gonna come and he's gonna be the king of that club now. And mm. certain man ain't gonna have, it's, certain man ain't gonna have what he's gonna try and bring if he tries to bring it. You know what I mean? So 
it just depends. It really depends. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm gonna like sort of back the media narrative, me the media driven narrative against against Pog or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, is it, it, will Ronaldo be right for Man United? I think only time will tell. Mm. Mm. At this juncture, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a massive transfer window for Manchester United. Uh, they finished second last season. I think six points off the top. Now that I thought, like, I've, I've mentioned this three weeks in a row now, but I'm going to keep going, going until the Manchester United fans change or have, so, have some cojones and back their boys. Manchester United are going to win the league title, right? Yes or no? No way. Chelsea. Chelsea. Abs- absolutely. No. With, with that midfield? <laughs> it's not about the midfield, man. It's like Manchester United have, have, are based off of individual performances. Uh, quite simple. There's, there's, there's no, there's no tactical plan going into into Ole's Manchester United side, but off a base of individual performances, they finished second last season with six points. They've added Ronaldo to that. They've added Rafael Varane to that. Why can't they go on to challenge for the Premier League title? And you can't. You, it, it's challenge. They should challenge. They should challenge, but they're not winning. You don't challenge. Get out. You should challenge. That's, there's no doubt about that. They should be top two. Main United should be top two. I expect them to be behind Chelsea. Not further. What? Forward. I like that. Yes. I, I agree. Yes. I agree. I like that I'm, putting, I'm putting that pressure on United. I'm putting that pressure on United. Now, Basil. Now we've got. Now we've got another Darren T moment here. You need to leave me alone, man. This is what I'm saying. You have a transfer window where you sign Rafael Varane in yeah. your backline, so no one can come complain about Lindelof anymore. I don't want to hear that no more. <laughs> You sign a right winger, which may not have his career for years since Nani or Valencia, if you want to go that far back. Yeah. And you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, who is a goal scorer. Um, even in the Juventus side, I just criticise for their unbalanced sort of thing. He was still top scorer in La Liga. He was still slapping in goals. He's got 100 goals in three years in their club. Yeah. Like, Syria, yeah. In Syria, you, 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 have to, you have to apply that pressure now. If yeah. you do not have a title challenge and you're not second, or even if you're third, but you're like... You have four to be five, four, yeah, four five points yeah. off title. I don't want to hear 10, 11. If it's double digits again, certain men need to be sacked. That's as simple as it gets. You can't have this, this kind of talent and do nothing with it. I'm sorry. That's just not acceptable. So that's the pressure this year. If Bigger on saying cup competitions. Because Manchester United don't think it has to be something solid, not current, not um, it can't, it can't, it can't be FA Cup, it can't be, it can't be, Chips, Royal, KFC Cup, not that, yeah, it can't, it can't be, it can't be Carabao, it can't be, it can't be FA Cup, not with this side, it has to be either the Champions League, sorry, or. Or the Premier League in, in my opinion. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, that's a lot of pressure, my friend. It's not <laughs> pressure. It's, it's, not, it's not pressure. This Manchester United side has Cristiano Ronaldo, Jaden Sancho, Rafa Varane, David De Gea, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba. These are all, these are all, as I didn't even mention CR7 yet. These are all winners. Especially that, Varane. They are, but the, the, the manager, um, the manager hasn't got. Oh yeah, really no, but it's not about the manager anymore. Because Darren T, like I, I said, I, I, like I, I, I said, I, I told you, management, what manager wise, right? Here's my point, right? Chelsea, right? Uh, Frank Lampard had pretty much that whole, that same side bar Lukaku, right? Like all over the gaff, completely all over the gaff. Thomas Tuchel comes in, look what happens. Yeah, they just improve so much. Now look at them. They're favourites of the title. They've won the Champions League. You understand? I think it's the same with Ole. Ole's Ole can only Ole's got a ceiling, right? Mm. And I think he's pretty much reaching it now. I don't think he he's not going to take United, but that his much second is, 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 like, he, he seconds not a bad season. Ago, man. 
Second's not a bad ceiling. Like I, I feel like if 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 but your man, their man United, they want more was, than that. No, they, they, they can get more. I don't, but I don't think it comes down to Oli. It's not the, the position that Manchester United have been in recently. No, 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 no. It is okay. Wait, let me ask you a question, Kyle. Yeah, go on. If Thomas Tuchel had this current Man United side, he'd win the league. I think. Win the league, bro. I understand where you're coming from, but Manchester United's whole ethos, their whole outlook in in terms of attacking football. Is come from individual brilliance. Ever since and ever since Ole's taken over, you've added exceptional brilliance, exceptional players to this team now. And Jaden Sancho, who's yet, I, I, I think he will do well. I don't think he will reach the heights that he did in the Bundesliga, but well enough to be supplying Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, indeed. You had a CR7 and you had Rafa Varane. Why can't those three individual brilliant performers take this Manchester United team to the next level? If all your if all your team's been based off for the past five years has been individual brilliance, it vibes basically because there's because, no there's no there's no organization. The reason, then the reason why we haven't gone that one step further is because we've been hindered by a certain man on the touchline. That's the issue. But but at the same time, I refuse to not give him expectation because he always had in his whole United career is no expectation. I don't want to hear it no more. I think win something. Yeah, I think I think to also, I, I think what you're saying, Kay, was that. There was opportunities last season because Liverpool had injury problems. Chelsea had Lampard for the first half of the season when they were very disorganised. Um, it was City that was there. Was what happened, I don't think there was even any other team challenging. Well, Tottenham for a while before the Mourinho disaster class. So you, you can say last season there wasn't really any real competition for United uh, for United in terms of second place. For, for most of the season, it was them and Leicester before Leicester absolutely slipped out. Whereas this season is a bit more difficult because obviously Chelsea had the manager, they made their signings, they're getting the act together. Liverpool have got their players back, they're getting the act together. Um, whoever I miss, obviously City is going to be there and there about. Obviously Tottenham have made signings. So I think this season would really tell us where Oli is and where he can go because now the competition is quite fierce. So, you know, you can perform when there's not really that much competition, but when the competition now arrives, now we can tell what kind of a proper manager mm-hmm. you are. And I think this yeah, is how, a real how, where Ole can really go. How many years have we been saying that there, there's not proper? There, there's at the start of every season, like for the past mm. few years, we've been saying there's 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 some competition now. Uh, everybody thought that Chelsea might uh, go on and, and uh, perform better than they did in the first half of last season. They didn't. Uh, mm. Arsenal was 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 up there. Everybody thought that Arteta would take this team to the next uh, level. <laughs> Clearly didn't. Uh, Tottenham was. Everybody thought Tottenham was back because of Mourinho. Everybody, so everybody thought City was uh, was was back. Liverpool could could do the whole thing at this point in the season. So, but the f- simple fact of the matter is, Ole managed to guide his team to second based That's off cool. of individual brilliance. Yeah. And how many points did they get last year? Like eighty three. No, wait. It was. It was in the eighties, and that in, in previous seasons that has gone on. That has been a championship winning material. I, I, I do think they were fortunate because of COVID injuries. Yeah, um, but how many seasons are based off of luck? Hmm. Like Arsenal went invincible because uh, we got the penalty against Portsmouth. That was luck. Manchester United, uh, uh, Arsenal finished top four over over Spurs in the, in the Premier League because of luck. Because you guys got food poisoning on the last day. Whole but every season is based off of luck. <laughs> So I don't understand where this argument's coming from. I, would, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. You know, I just think it was just a case of the. the it just. It just. I don't know. They just the cookie crumbled right for United. Like I said, injuries and stuff like that. They had it together a little bit more than the rest. Um, so they were fortunate to finish second. I just think 
they could have they could have done more if there was somebody else at their home. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got no chance of winning the Champions League this season, even with all these players. Man United, Man United have no chance of winning the Champions League. They should, they should, by rights, be getting top bottom four. I mean, last final, last four. But at the same time, what's so funny? The way you know what it is the, the, the way the, the way I see things, yeah. Don't put it up, don't put it up. But, <laughs> but no, no, but guys, for, for me, yeah, every like every manager except obviously Nuno has mm. a trophy to his name, even Arteta has a trophy to his name. Like, we forget that he won the FA Cup what two seasons ago, three seasons ago, whenever. Mm. Oli has nothing, like, how, how. Like we've been to a whole bunch of semi-finals, one final, and done nothing. Like, no, like, listen. So I get, like, I get, like, I, I'm with Mike. Like, he's a he's a useless manager, but expectations are expectations. So, my friend, deliver us something. Do you know what I mean? And mm. if you don't, then bro, get out, man. Get out. Like, to be honest, you should have got out two seasons ago. But fine, like you're here still. But with with all these players that you got, and you can't do anything, you can't even deliver us a small, small. Little FA Cup at least. Nah, get out yeah. of here. Man. I mean, my here's the comment. thing. Go on. My, I'll let you go down to you. Just my final comment is, by the way, if he doesn't make it out of the group stage or Champions League again, yeah. Get him out, man. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Guarantee? Final point. Yeah, it was, just, it was final, final. It's just like, the thing is, you bought all these top class players. You bought all this, you know, you've got, you know, Ronaldo around Sancho and such likes. But Ole's just not like that top class manager to handle this team I'm not saying he's not a good manager I'm not saying that at all but if you look at it you know what I mean he's just not the top class manager to take you to that level that you want to get back to mm. so that's all I would say about that mm. fair enough fair enough and we have to move on now to Arsenal um woo. exactly exactly uh Basil, you, you you saw we tweeted out what uh, we're doing transfer roundup, and you the comment was straight after we need to talk about the Edu interview. We will get to there uh, in a moment. We have to talk about the signings for now. I don't know where my, my internet browser has gone. That disappeared out of nowhere. Um, but in terms of Arsenal transfers in, uh, obviously we spent the most money in the uh, entire Premier League. Oh, probably, I think world football <laughs> in terms of uh, players port. Ben White, uh, Martin Odegaard, Aaron Ramsdale, Tommy Yasu, Albert Sambi, uh, Lokonga, Nuno Taveras as well. Uh, outs, Joe Willock, Lucas Torreira, Willian, gone. You can smile about that, Baz. You can smile about that. Matteo Gonduzi and William Sibilva went on loan to um, Marseille. Uh, Reese Nelson on loan to, um, to Feyenoord. Hector Bellerin on loan to Batiste. <laughs> You got to smile about some things, Basil. Come on now. Everything you just said is everything that is wrong with Arsenal. You can't sell our players. You have Hector Bellerin. Now, I've never really rated Hector Bellerin that highly, but in world football, he had ratings. You know, people talk about him being like the, the next prospect or the next great right back. And we can't even sell him. Look at where he's gone on loan to. We have to sell him on loan to Real Betis. Mm. That should tell you a lot. Torreira, we bought him for about 23, 26 million. We have to loan him out. We can't recoup any money back from him. I mean, Guendouzi, I mean, the fee that they're going to pay for Guendouzi if they find out that there'll be some like 8 million euros. That's a joke yeah. for someone who's yeah. about 21, 22 years of age. 
So, you know, that tells you a lot about Arsenal, that, you know, these guys have no idea what they're doing. Chelsea sold a player to Crystal Palace for close to about 20 million, who didn't even make a single appearance for the club. That's a club that, that does proper business. Look at Chelsea's outgoings and how they're managing the players that they're moving on. And even like even the players that they can't sell straight away, they're putting them on new contracts, send them, sending them out on loan to improve yourself so we can sell you for a decent fee. That's how you run a business. Arsenal is shambolic. I mean, the fact that Willian has had to had to cancel his contract, should tell you yeah. something about Arsenal. We signed a player for free and we couldn't get a fee for him. That is shambolic. <laughs> that is absolutely shambolic. I mean, Edu has no idea what he's doing. The Arsenal board and those who are upstairs at Arsenal have no idea what they're doing. They have no direction in terms of how we get rid of players and no direction as to the players that they bring in. I mean... I can go on all day because those signings are underwhelming. I've heard people say, oh, but look at the money they spent. It's not about the money you spend. Mm. It's about who you spend it on. It's about mm -hmm. the quality you bring on. Like, I don't really care how old these players. They could be 21, they could be 18, they could be 33, for like it. Bring in the adequate quality to actually strengthen and improve the club. And that's where when I see people trying to argue against, oh, why are Arsenal fans upset about the transfer window? Is because we haven't brought in the adequate quality. I mean, look at over the past decade, who have we really brought in that has been of good quality at Arsenal? The only person I can think of is Alexis Sanchez. He's the oh, only man. one who gave us consistent performances over the period of time that he was there. I mean, the Ozil transfer didn't work out in the end. He looked bright, but in the end, tailored off in the end. But we're still paying part of his salary now that he's gone over to Fernabache. Mm. But really? apart from yeah, yeah, they're still playing part of did, we did. I think it's, it's done now, though. You did. Yeah, probably, it's probably finished now, but for last season, we're still playing part oh, of yeah, 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 um, Alexis, Alexis Sanchez is probably the only player of any true quality that we brought in at the club over the last decade. I mean, we brought in some horrid players. Horrid, horrid players. And people expect us to be optimistic about who we brought in. It's, it's diabolical. It's diabolical. That's what I can say. Um, I mean, you say there's no direction, oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm married to and, and Oba and Bamyang's like, I mean, you say there's no direction, but it's another project that's Edu's promise. Um, last it's season, same, it was, it's the same project we've done twice over <laughs> last season. Yeah, I'm saying, but last season, it was uh, let's buy a whole bunch of experience and let's see that we can, and with that experience, let's go to the, get to the Champions League and then potentially win it in three years. That's laughable. But now it's let's let's give us time. Let's invest in the youth. We've got a whole bunch of exciting players that might not be good straight away, but will be good in two or three, four years. No, do you not agree? He's having a laugh. He's having mm. a laugh. Absolutely. So Honestly, let, let me let me finish off from this. It's like we've gone through this youth project twice over, and it hasn't worked because what you get is you get one or two things. The better youth players, they look around and say. This club isn't going anywhere. You're not bringing me the right players for me to challenge. And they leave. We've had that with Fabregas. We've had that with the likes of Samir Najri. I mean, I remember when Najri, his comments when, when, when he left, he said when Fabregas left, he went upstairs, they signed Javinho, and he said, he went up to the board and asked him, he said, oh, <laughs> who are we replacing? He said, oh, we're just signing Javinho. That was it. And he said that was the moment he said he needed to leave. And that tells you the direction of the club. All of all of those guys there. When we bought like all those British players, Kieran Gibbs, Ramsey, Wilshire, Oxley Chamberlain. Look how many of them left. Oxley Chamberlain left because there was no direction in the club. He's like, I want to go to a club 
that look like they can challenge, and he's gone over to Liverpool. Yeah, he hasn't really performed because of injuries, but he's won things there. What you get is that the ones who aren't good enough stay at the club and just rinse the club for all the money that they can, and the ones which are good enough leave. So it's like you can't have a youth project. You can't have a youth project unless the direction is we're going to challenge. Because in the end, the likes of Saka, the likes of um, Smith Rowe, even the likes of Udegaard, if he performs, when it comes to trans, when it comes to contract renewal, just going to say I'm not renewing my contract, and mm. in the end we're going to sell them. So the project in itself doesn't work unless you've got the right quality within the squad to actually challenge. Because the bear players are going to be ambitious and see this is a place of no ambition, and I'm going to leave. Yeah, like, like, go, Stanley, go, Stanley. No, I'm just saying he broke that down to a T, like, and I could, I could hear the pain in your voice, brother. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> from the outside looking in, though, um, let's go to you, coach. Odegaard's not a bad player. The Lukonga's looking decent. Uh, um, who else was there? Tomiyasu's decent as well. I've not not seen much of him, but from what I've heard, he he can he can play very well. Uh, six foot two as well as a right back. That's going to that's going to help certain def- central defenders are that are six foot. But I'll, I'll not mention him. Um, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Lakonga is there. Um, so, is it as bad as people are, are pro- proclaiming? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the thing with Arsenal, which I think a lot of fans don't seem to understand, is wow. at the end of the day, you're still going to have many issues where you need to address. Now, the Ben White signing for me, without trying to single him out, but I still don't know what that signing was for mm-hmm. because he doesn't improve the things that Arsenal are bad at defensively in any yeah. situation. So I don't know what that signing does. Really, he's worse than every Arsenal defender that's already there. And then in terms of... Boy, are they play, bad. Uh, exactly. And it's just a ball playing. I mean, I, I, I don't want to hear he played, he played with um, Graham Potter at Brighton. Lewis Dunk is not a ball player. It's not a so Just eliminate that theory right now. So, you know, when you're signing players, they have to fit the model perfectly. Now, Lokonga's a good player. I don't know which partner's best for him. Uh, mm. That's another question for another day. It's not Xhaka. That's yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> it might not be Xhaka. It could be Uncle Party, but Party's out there enjoying Yam Festival and still playing football. Um, was he there? Oh, yeah, he was there. Yeah, live in the cup. Um, <laughs> uh, we've always got Ghanaian brothers. All of them not coming their hair. Um... And then you've got um, Odegaard. Now, my issue with Odegaard is Odegaard is a talented footballer, but because he was part of your squad last year, even though it was alone, the fact that he was there already and you haven't added someone extra on top means it's still kind of the same squad from last year anyway. Yeah. And then you sign Ramsdale. I'm really not going to go into that one. There's, there's really yeah, that, no that was a wild signing. There's no, yeah, there's no point in talking about that one. I've, me and Kel have said in, in enough podcasts how we feel about that deal and who they should have waited for. So... This is where this is where Arsenal fans will still have frustration because when the season starts and you get these results again, you're going to go back to the same areas of we should have done this or we should have done that. And then players that are starting well, and I don't want Lokonga to have a fall-off, but if he is to have a fall-off, eventually there'll be some for Arsenal fans that start to go into his case. And they'll be like, what was he signed for? He's not good enough. We're not do this well. You got you got you got a big problem. There's too many players that still need to be replaced or phased out, and it, this is gonna be a cycle until you have what I feel Arsenal need is one huge window. 
It's very rare in football, but you need a huge window where you get rid of like nine players and you bring in six. And just even, refresh everything. Even, even Kojo, just to add to that, that doesn't even solve our problems because oh, no, we it can doesn't keep, the beginning. But I don't even know if that even is the beginning of solving our problems. The reason why I say this is because you can get rid of players, but you need to have the idea as to who you're bringing in. Now, like I said, the reason why we're at this stage is because we brought in all of these players. So that even if you get rid of them, there's no guarantee that we're actually going to bring in players of the right quality at the club. We can just repeat the cycle again where we bring in the same, the same type of players at that same type of quality and then we need to get rid of them five, six years later because they're not good enough, which is why I think Arsenal are just in an endless cycle. And I think we're going to be... I, honestly, I think we're in a slippery curve over the next few years. I think we'll be battling relegation within the next five years because the owner has no clue what he's doing he has no clue as to who he's hiring underneath him. And then the guys underneath him are just incompetent. Like, think about it. It's only Arsenal that can have Edu doing that type of interview. No other club sanctions, yeah. any, of, sanctions any of their employees to do that type of interview. It's only Arsenal. And that tells you a lot about where that, where that club is right now. Um, you know what I, I want to add to that is... Um, so, what Spurs have done well this summer, on top of the salaries they've made, of course, but... Bringing in Paratici was very important because Bob is a sporting director or technical director. And I'm going to bring up this uh, from Marin here. What Spurs have allowed him to do is essentially have some sort of effect in the transfers so that Spurs can do one of two things. They can grow with these players that they've signed or they can mm. make a lot more profit on these players they've signed. That's a good thing in the Premier League because you can make a lot of money from Premier League players. So that's a smart business idea. And like um, I think Kel said it, all the players are 23 and younger, apart from um, the goalkeeper, Pierluigi Goloni. So that's a smart model. Now, Monchi uh, from Sevilla, he's the sporting director. Obviously, he has a hand in transfers, this, that, and the other. If he comes and says, I'm not going, and I want to go at Sevilla because there's no proper, proper project planned in place, then you're already screwed. Because he's the one that's going to effectively help put your plans into action. If there is no planning there in the first place, his job becomes useless. So that's a big issue. If Edu is supposed to be this guy with his lack of experience in this role compared to a Munchie or a Paratici or whoever else you want to mention, this is not a good start. It's not a good start. And the signings, we're still talking about signings not making sense. Party hasn't worked out. Party's a good player. He's a good yeah. player, but he hasn't worked out either. So then what is the even, plan? That's what I say. Even, even, Gabriel, even Gabriel hasn't worked out. I think Gabriel has shown qualities, but... Injuries. Saliba is another one which I don't know what's going on. We signed him for about 27 million. He's been alone for the past three years. So, you know, it doesn't make sense. Even when you're talking about youth project, well, you signed the youth and you haven't given him an opportunity. So what's mm. going on there? I mean, there's a whole bunch of youth players that he, he, he got rid of. Joe Willock had a great season last year uh, for Newcastle and he, he, he shipped him off. Yeah, uh, he's going for free as well. Next, he's not signing a new contract, so he's gone for yeah. free. Um, but I, I think we, we should keep we should be keeping Joe Willock. Uh, Gonduzi got uh, sent out on loan again. I don't know what, and uh, the, the transfer fee is eight to 11 million. That's what they have to pay in order to require get his services. Ridiculous. Uh, Saliba has got two years left on his contract. This was a guy that was uh, being touted for, for Real Madrid when Rafa Varane left. And we're saying that he's not good enough to play at Arsenal when we got Rob Holding and, and Callum Chambers and, and Pablo Mari at the helm. So, 
Kalasinac as well is still there. I know you wanted. I, I was I was trying to avoid bringing him up, but he's still there. He's still there, and he's playing and he's playing before William Saliba, so he can um, he can, he can, uh, can, I, can, I, can shout and gun. Sorry, I was going to ask just quickly because obviously this is what I've been hearing from my Arsenal friends that Arteta has an agenda against certain players. Is that he does? Yeah, he's got bad. He's got he's got bad man management, and he's it's, horrible it's, man management. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy to think that someone who's in their first job. You know, is has has burnt so many bridges, and especially mm-hmm. even someone of his age, because usually with the old experienced one, you can burn like Mourinho does all the time. But he's got all the experience and knowledge behind him, so he knows that I can do this and still be successful. But someone as young as Arteta, where even you know that in itself can be, you're, you're already fighting um, a, 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 a kind of a case because when you're young, players don't always respect younger individuals, so you need to like work your way up and, and, and work that hurdle a bit. But then to then, and also for it to be your first managerial job of you to burn so many bridges with so many players, I'm like, it's craziness, absolute craziness. He bought, he he buys in players that will respond to what he wants to do. But the simple fact of the matter is what he wants to do isn't good enough. Mm. It's not been good enough since since uh, two years ago. The FA Cup was a, was a blindside to everybody because we, we didn't deserve to win that, but we did anyway. And if, you, if looking after... Uh, how he went on to play, it's just it's, it's been dross. It's been absolute uh, crap. We have no plan. We still haven't got a plan. We're still trying to figure out whether we should play, be playing three at the back or f- or four at the back. Two seasons into it, or two and a half seasons into into his tenure, and if that's the case, then he needs to get shipped out. And 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 this is the thing because it's taken you a while. I've been listening, um, very with 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 a lot of glee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but at the end of the day, right? Like it's just from top to bottom. It's just I wouldn't say rotten, but from top to bottom, it's just um, there's a, there seems to be a lot of incompetence there. Um, mm. Yes, you are making all these signings and you're spending money in the transfer window, but you just don't know what to do with these guys. And the thing is, like you're saying, Arteta, right? Arteta's coming from the you know what Arteta's Pep's protege right um he all he's taken from Pep uh, um is the fact that he makes inexplicable decisions um <laughs> that's yeah. all he's really seems to have taken from Pep nothing tactically nothing technically it's just really terrible decision making mm. because if you look at what they like on the pitch they're just all over the gaff the fact that I knew they were going to lose to Brentford, like when they played Brentford, I, I just said because of they're more organised. Yeah. And the fact I knew they were all the games they were going to lose to, to a, 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 a well organised team beats Arsenal all day long, mm. right? But you have the personnel to actually do some stuff to be challenging for top four, really. Yeah. When realistically, yeah. Arsenal yeah. have the personnel to be. You can have. And I said this on DD Footy Factory on Saturday. You've got that Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang as a front three. When Pepe joined, I was like, flipping hell. These lot are going to bang goals. But where are these Manado? Like, you're not doing anything. You haven't scored a goal all season. Granted, mm. there's COVID and stuff with, with a couple of them. But you've got, like, you've got older guards. You've got... You, you, You've got um, back, Lacazette's back, Pepe's been there. Yeah, you've got you've you've got you've got a midfield. 
the thing is, Granite Xhaka, right, is an actually a, a, a very good player, except no, only for his country. No, no, he's not. Only for his country. No, he's technically very, very good. But yeah, but he's not country, good. He's very poor for Arsenal. Very poor club-wise. No, 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 no. He's, no, I'm no. telling you, yeah. I'm I, telling I rebuke you. that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 look what he was doing in the Euros. Do you understand? He yeah, just but it's, it's, it's just one not... game against France, and I understand the, the opposition and, and what he done in that game. But bro, don't let him pull the wall over your eyes. If you can, if you can do it, if you can pull, if you can pull a performance out 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 of his ass, one game in the international window. That, can't, that doesn't tell me that he, he and, and completely played. If you have the ability to do it, if you have the ability to do it, you can do it anywhere, right? If you have the ability to, but he chooses not to. He just decides to go studs up every single game in the press. But he's captain. Right? I don't care. Right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not even hearing a vice captain nonsense either. He's captain of this club, whether, whether it's Auburn or not. He's captain. Yeah. He is. He's, he's, mm -hmm. he's poor. You should, and the thing is, to hand him a new contract is crazy. No, it's the, the, handing him the new contract is fine. Giving him a pay rise, that's it's ludicrous. Crazy. Well, to be honest, keep it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if this was Spurs, we wouldn't be wanting him at the club. Be... No, I don't want him at the club. We, <laughs> but the thing is, we could, we, we wanted to sell him for, for this guy. 24 what? million. What? We wanted to sell him for 24 million. And when Roma offered us 18, we said, haha, no. Why are we laughing at that? 18 million for Granite Xhaka. Sell him. Sell him. Out the door. Sell him. But that's your own fault. And again, it's your own fault. It's, it's, your, it's your own fault for, for paying Ozil 350 a week. It's your own fault for buying William on a free and paying him so much money. It's your own fault. Right? Mm -hmm. You're the architects. The, the, this, this, the, the, the top echelons of Arsenal, the architects of their own downfall. Right? Mm -hmm. You can't feel sorry for them. Because again, like the Harry Kane thing, their man signed on the dotted line. Time and time and time again. Right? You brought in an inexperienced manager who's bitten off more than he can chew. It's just another Lampard. That's what it is. Just because he's come from the Pep school doesn't mean he doesn't need to cut his teeth elsewhere, right? Arsenal, yeah. a club of Arsenal stature, needs somebody with experience. Needs somebody who can steady the ship and, and, and rebuild and guide them to where you believe they're supposed to be. I don't want them to be there at all. But, you know, at the end of the day, from a footballing perspective... Guide them where they're supposed to be. You were prem, you you won the prem multiple times. You know you won three FA Cups recently. At the end of the day, like it's 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 it must be horrible as an Arsenal fan. It's great as a Tottenham fan though. <laughs> it must be very. It must be horrible as an Arsenal fan. But to have, but you've got to do something. You know Arteta can't last beyond Christmas. Surely, mm. he cannot last beyond Christmas. And Edu is not doing a great job either. Like. Mm. You just need a mass clear out, start again and start with a rebuild or even just getting in a, a, good, a really good manager. And then you're going to see him rise up the table and but, you're just going to improve. But Darren, but Darren the, issue, the issue I have with Arsenal is this, man. If, even if we bring in a good manager, it's just going to gloss over the issues we had under Wenger. Because what you're going to find is that if a manager overachieves with this squad, it's going to give the, the board and the, and the owner impetus not to spend money. Because that's what we did with Arsenal. Because Arsenal kept pulling Arsenal to top four. They were like, well, if you can continue doing this, we don't really need to go and spend more money. Whereas now they're forced to because the situation is so bad. Whereas if you bring in a good manager who now overachieves and maybe is finishing third or fourth, Arsenal don't have the ambition to say, let's actually spend money to go and back to win a title. It's like, well, you know, let's, let's buy him the bare minimum because we know that he can do a good job, which is what they tried to do with Emery. 
which is why they brought in Emery. They brought him in to coach the players so that they don't have to spend masses um, fixing that club. Things got worse to the point where it's like, oh, we're so far behind, we now have to spend. And if we bring in a good manager, because the structure upstairs is so bad, they're going to revert back to what they were doing on the Wenger. It's like, we, we just buy the bare minimum and this manager can work wonders for us. That's my fear with Arsenal. This is well, where I disagree with you. If we're getting top four, then I don't see why we can complain. We, I, obviously, you want us to be challenged. I wouldn't but... complain, but the thing is that, because think about what, what teams do. With Chelsea, don't, when they finished, I think, fourth under Lampard, they weren't happy with that. They went out and spent yeah. money and said, we need to buy a team that can challenge and win Europe, and they won Europe the, the next season. United finished second. They weren't happy with that. They're like, we need to spend money to try and win a title. Same as, you know, City lost in the Champions League final. They've gone and spent 100 million on Grealish. Obviously, Liverpool, I'm not sure what's going on with Liverpool, to be honest. Mm. They seem to stagnated a bit. But then, obviously, those clubs finishing third or fourth isn't an achievement. Whereas with Arsenal, if they finish third or fourth, everyone else is going to rebuild and spend money. But Arsenal going to see, well, we can do it again doing the bare minimum. And that's my... And I mean, here's, we, do that, we could slide back down. And that's here's my, my rebuttal to that, though. My rebuttal is... Uh, it took Chelsea getting out of the top four for them to get into this project rebuild. It took uh, Manchester United getting out of the top four to you know, restate this project rebuild. And now they've men they maintained the standards. They keep on building, they keep on building, they keep on adding on top. I understand Kroenke is, is is not is not an ambitious man. Top, but top four isn't a bad isn't a bad um, and, and top four and winning cups isn't bad for Arsenal. I don't think it is. Obviously, you you want us and I want us to be winning championships, but it's a very hard thing to do. And I feel like if if we were to win a championship, it would be an anomaly. It yeah. wouldn't be something that we can continue to build on and build on and, and win back to back or win multiple championships in three or four or five years. It would be an anomaly. It'd be one one in one and done. Um, but if we manage to get a good manager in with this side and get top four, I'm not. I'm I'm happy with that. Listen, man. I'd be happy, but my fingers about maintaining that because you look at even Tottenham, for example, they got top four, and what happened the season after? Out. Mm. And but this, but his, this team is, is young enough and they've got quality enough. I'm I'm sorry, but mm. I think a team, well, maybe not Burton Leno, it's not started there. I think a team with Tommy Yasu, uh, Ben White, Gabriel, also, or Saliba, uh, who's a left back, Kieran Tierney, Thomas Partey, Lakonga, Odegaard, Aubameyang, Pepe, uh, Saka, or Emil Smith Rowe. That's a team that can, can, uh, can maintain top four uh, football, in my opinion. Fair enough, I think so too, but. My, my only fear is, like I said, we're in, a, we're in a place now where clubs are strengthening. Clubs yeah. aren't pressing on. Like, you look at how many signings Chelsea made this season. Chelsea could have easily have gone into the season with what they had last season, because for me, it was good. It, it's, it's still good enough. But mm. they're like, no. And obviously, when people, when other teams see that, it's like, okay, maybe we need to react and make sure we strengthen adequately so that they don't run away with it. Can Arsenal do that? My only issue with that is because it's so competitive now, even with Leicester making signings, it's easy for you to be there one day and slide back down. As we, and I don't want to use Tottenham as an example, Darren, but as we've seen with Tottenham, they were there and they're sliding back down because everyone else is invested and they're stalling. We and we didn't, yeah. They, that is right. That's correct. Mm. We we yeah, we didn't we didn't build on what we what we had. You see, that's the difference between say like us, Arsenal and Liverpool. Liverpool got to Champions League final, lost, built upon it, and then won the league. And the then the Champions League got up, and and sub, uh, subsequent to that, we didn't do that. Um, and it and look where we are now. Arsenal ain't done it. Look where they are now. Uh, it's not, it's not it's not rocket science. That's the thing. It's not actually yeah. rocket science. Yeah. And that's what gets me is that is that you, teams like ours, and I'm not saying we're kindred spirits or anything like that. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. Just, just, but 
right? Teams like ours, like, have done really, have made really crazy, crazy decisions. You build. You watch every. You watch everybody build. You look at Leicester, like for instance. Look at Leicester. Leicester keep building, and they make some very shrewd signings, and they don't spend a whole lot of money, right? They don't spend a whole lot in comparison mm. to what they're getting. Um, you know, Tottenham didn't do that. But I think we 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 the problem. The thing is, the difference is between us and Arsenal is that we're turning the corner where that's concerned because Paratici and 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 Noon and and I say Steve Hitchin, but. You know, Paratici is, is starting to do that, making some very shrewd signs. Not spending too much, but mm. Arsenal weren't doing any of that at all. Was Ben White shrewd? Ramsdale no. wasn't shrewd. No. Um, you've just told me that Ben White's only six foot. Like, yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I know, I'm being a bit highest here, but as a Arsenal, what Arsenal need in their back line is some height, some top class centre backs with height. If you look at a Brentford, for instance, right? They've got um I cannot remember the guy's name, but they've got Pontus Janssen and they've got um what's my man's name? What's my man's name? Two long throw-ins, tall brother Dalit Hamlet, his name I can't remember right now. The black brother at the back, right? Yeah, <sighs> That's not the tip of my tongue. I've been talking his name the whole entire time as well. But you've got you've got if you look at their center back, right? They've got three at the back, they're super tall, super athletic, super strong. Like, and that's why Arsenal get, like, for instance, little things like standard things like getting done in the air all the time. Mm. So instead, you sign a six foot centre back rather than a six foot four centre back. It can make all the difference. You could have got, what is it, Vestergaard and somebody else for the price yeah, you paid for Guard, We could have kept Saliba as well, but it is what it is. Anyway, we must move on to art from Arsenal. We've got uh, three more teams to go, but we'll just get one person on each. So I'll go to you, Darren T. Let's talk about Manchester City's uh, transfer window. Um, not many in, not many out, but the obviously the big transfer of the seat of the window was uh Jack Grealish, obviously 100 million uh pounds went to Manchester City. Has that improved it, this Manchester City squad, or is it just another another player with, with a similar stature that's gone to City? I, I kind of think I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of on the on the latter, I'm earning towards the latter. Um, only be, the thing is, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, Jack Grealish is a great player, he's a very good player, but you've got all that already. It's just mm. like you're just being greedy now, isn't it? Um, because you've got a gun, you've got a Gundawan, you've got a Bernardo Silva, you've got a Foden, you know, Mares, you've got Sterling. Like, I can't see how much Jack Grealish is going to add to what is already quality. What you didn't do is sign a striker, mm. that is where that is where Man City needed to, to to build and I think that's gonna cost them the league and it's gonna cost them the Champions League this season because of the fact that they didn't have they haven't got a, a, a recognized number nine there. You know even though Aguero is getting older selling him is still I thought was still a mistake if, especially especially now you know all they had to do is give 150 million over to Levy Levy would have considered selling Harry Kane he didn't do that I think they may wait for Haaland next season um just monitor him and see what they what, what are they going to do what he's going to do this season but at the end of the day like it's it's not it, i don't think they had an amazing transfer window personally because they didn't strengthen where they really really needed to strengthen which is up front mm. uh stan we got to chelsea with you also not many players and we got they got three so obviously romelu lukaku came in 
103 million pounds. Sonegas on a loan and Marcus Bettinelli. I didn't even know they, they signed him, but they have indeed. Um, outs, Tammy Abraham, Kurt Zuma, Timori as well. Uh, that was last season, but is uh, Tammy Abraham's obviously the, the big one. 36 million pounds they made. Is Lukaku enough for, to, for them to, to win the league? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this version of Lukaku anyway. Um, he's come back more determined. Um, I'm scared for when we face them because he definitely has a lot to, to prove against us. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like our back line will be ready for that. But in terms of that missing piece, I think Lukaku was it. Um, in terms of getting San Luguez, um, it it adds to the squad. I, I don't know if they needed him, but mm. you know, he's there. Um, my brother was super upset about that because he thought he was coming to my United or whatever. Um, <laughs> and um, in terms of the outgoings, yeah, Tammy had to go because, you know, obviously when you bring someone like Lukaku in, it's impossible. And obviously the way that Chelsea played, they only play one up top really. Well, they play three, but Tammy can't play on the left on the or the wing, right. Yeah. He has to play through the middle. That, that weren't going to happen. Um, I must admit, I was a little bit surprised about... Um, the Zuma transfer. I thought they'd keep him there personally. Um was quite surprised about that, but you know, um they they have their reasons for that. Um Tomori, I think he's I think he's a talent, but obviously he didn't get a chance to to really prove himself at Chelsea, fair enough. Mm. But yeah, I think the balance and what Chelsea have um it's enough. I, I I don't think they will retain their title in terms of Champions League, but in terms of the Premier League, at the moment, I see them and Man City and then I see us and Liverpool kind of tussling for third and fourth. So, I'll say this just add to what Stanley said. I think probably Chelsea have the best squad um, in the Premier League in terms of mm-hmm. how many players they can rotate, the, the quality of players they can rotate within the squad to cover them mm-hmm. and tired. Um I think with City, City just have like a world-oriented machine so everyone knows, the, everyone knows the system. But I think Chelsea can play around with their squad a bit more with the yeah. amount of options they have. Which is why I think they brought in Sao is more just, well, cover ourselves for when midfielders yeah. get tight and we can still put in someone who's of a quality into mm. that field. Yeah. It's crazy that he's he's uh, he's back up at, at Chelsea, but he was going to go and make uh, Liverpool's midfield 10 times better. Let's go into Liverpool, though. Uh, not many signings in. I think it was just Konate that they got in. He came in injured as well. Uh, FSG and the Cronkies. Which one's worse, uh, Basil? Definitely Cronkies. At least FSG have, a, have made some good signings in the past. I, I think what it is is that they're resting on the laurels. They, they've, they've spent money. They've built a squad and it's like, you know, let's keep the squad until the, their legs fall off. That's their, that seems to be their strategy. Whereas the smart teams... They start saying, well, the players are aging a bit. Let's refresh a bit. Let's bring in players who can also learn from these top quality players while they're still performing and then embed them in. So at least then when you know they, they when the when the quality level starts to decrease, we can we have the players who've been there for maybe about a year or two who can now come in and take over and transition well. I think that's where you know Liverpool are, are sort of getting it wrong. At the moment, they still have the quality to still challenge and maybe win things. But then at the same time, you, you are concerned about, one, the age of the players, and two, mm. some of the injury problems they've had um, over the last year or two. I mean, someone like Mane, he's not performing well. 
Um, and there's no one to really replace him. Someone like Firmino's not performing well. They brought in Jota, who can sort of operate on the left and the right. But I think they, their midfield for me is the most concerning thing of it all. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't replace Ronaldo. Yeah, they've got rid of Ronaldo. For me, I still don't rate Henderson as a good midfielder. Ability-wise, I think he does well for what Liverpool want them to do. But mm. ability-wise, he's just not good on the ball at all. And then you're looking around, Thiago is still fine his feet. But then apart from that, who else is there? <laughs> so, and as you said, when these guys get injured, who can deputise in those positions? I think for me, I like Fabinho. But then the issue here with Fabinho is that when defenders get injured, he deputises in the defence. So then you lose a midfielder when that happens. So I, I think not buying a midfielder or two may come and cost Liverpool in the long run over the season. I think we shall leave it there for our transfer roundup. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, but let's end it up with telling them where they can find you. Start you with Darren T. Yeah, on Twitter at, at Mr. Darren T, as you can see on there. And that's it for me. That's it for uh, Darren. Basil, where can they find you? You can find me at BJ comes 14. Um, less football tweets because it's. <laughs> it's a devastating time for me at this moment. Yeah, There's a lot of F1 and, and F1 and tennis for you. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, F1 and tennis. Because <laughs> <laughs> I finally yeah. enjoy my football. <laughs> Stanley, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on sk.arusi on Instagram. Yeah, I'm there. Hit me up. Uh, Coach Goja, where can they find us? Uh, yep, you can find us here. Big shout out, big one, and everyone else that's in the comments as well, of course. And um, yeah, you can find us here on YouTube. OnlyFans. You can find Kojo at OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash coach Kojo. <laughs> Sorry, who said that? That's, um, that's, that's alleged. Um, I lie to you, it's true though. Like, you, like before, you came with bad confidence about what you're wearing. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the hell you thought you were, man. <laughs> Uh, you need to come in with one of them wrestling wrestling dressing gowns next time. One of them, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Flair, that, boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or, or, or what D-Lo Brown, Brown used to wear that time. Of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, he looked like, like that as well. Like, enough of that nonsense, man. Don't chuck a shirt. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you gotta come if you're gonna wear a dressing gown. If you're gonna wear a dressing gown, coach, come in one of those ones, man, and do the D-Lo Brown walk as well. Yeah, man, do that, do that, yeah, do all of that, bro. Yeah, and if you put out only fans, yeah, the content your subscribers are going through the roof, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. But now, Gojo, where can they find us? Uh, yeah, here on YouTube, Free Me for Podcast. Um, all the audios, uh, TikTok, Instagram as well, Free Me for Podcast. Oh, free me field, bro, I should say. Um, yeah, that's about it. Free me, feel me. That is about it. Thank you guys for joining and good night.